In this message, we discuss ways to manifest the glory of God through life and ministry, and some things we do to bring in a manifestation of the glory of God. Let's turn our Bibles, please, to Romans chapter 5, and uh, we're going to look at verse 17 as we prepare to make our declaration this morning. Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. The Apostle Paul is uh, writing to us about being justified by faith, about receiving God's gift of righteousness and the grace of God. And uh, he references what came in through Adam and what Christ brings to us. And then he makes this statement in Romans 5 verse 17. He says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So he says, you know, one man, Adam, he sinned through one man's offense. What happened? Death reigns. That means all of us were brought under subjection. So Adam sinned. His offense put us all in subjection to everything sin brought into our worlds, including death. For by one man's offense, sin reigned over all of us. We all became enslaved, subject to sin and everything it brought into this world. But then he says, a shift has taken place. Something else has happened. But those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. We believers, we who believe in Jesus and who through Jesus we have received God's abundant grace and God's gift of righteousness. What's going to happen to us? We reign. So everybody say reign. We reign. We rule. We have dominion. We are now in a place of authority. We reign. Where? In heaven? In the afterlife? <laughs> now, we reign in life. Right here, right now. We reign in life through Jesus Christ. So the point I want us to understand here is this, that Adam and his actions put us all in subjection. Jesus and what he did for us put us all in a place of dominion and authority. You understanding? So say this with me. I am in a place of dominion, of authority. I reign in life through Jesus. Amen? So you and I are supposed to be reigning, ruling in life, having dominion over the things that Adam put us in subjection to. Adam, through his offense, put us all in subjection to sin and its consequences. Jesus, through his work on the cross, put us all in a place of dominion of the very things we were in subjection to in this life. You with me? Amen? So that's who you are. You're not an undergoer. You are an overcomer. Amen? 
You're not like, oh man, I've just got to make it through life with all these things on top of me. No, 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 no. Jesus said, look, I've given you abundance of grace and I've given you my gift of righteousness so that you can reign. You can rule. You can have mastery over. You can have dominion over everything Adam made you a slave to. Amen? So that's who you are. That's who I am. That's who we are in Christ. That's what we have. We are to reign in life. How do we do that? Well, look at how Jesus did it. Just one quick example. When he was in the boat and there was a storm, the winds and the waves were blowing. You don't find Jesus going up and saying, Oh, Father, we are going under. No. You see him standing up and taking dominion over the winds and the waves. He says, Peace be still. And that's what you and I need to do. You say, I'm going to reign, I'm going to have dominion. I'm going to have authority over these circumstances, these situations. What Adam put me under, Jesus has put me over. And I'm going to dominate these things. I'm not going to let them dominate me. Because I reign in life through Jesus Christ. Because he's given me abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness. So that's when you and I need to rise up like Jesus. How he stood up in the boat and he said, peace be still. He spoke to the winds, the waves. He, he took dominion. He ruled in life. He reigned in life. And that's how you and I have to be. When we face situations, circumstances, things around us uh, that may be tumultuous, that there may be that storm brewing around us, that's when you reign. You say, I'm here to reign. Jesus has empowered me to reign. And I'm going to dominate. I'm going to speak to these things and say, peace, be still. Amen? Now, that was not the sermon. That's just to get us ready to make our, confe- our declaration. So let's rise up to our feet, please. And let's make our declaration. Know that you and I have been de- destined by God to reign in life. Let's hold our Bibles high up in the air. Let's say this out loud, bold, and strong. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a child of His blessing. To many people, I receive His word. I believe His word. And I live by His word. Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please turn to the person next to you. Say hello to them. Shake hands. And you may be seated. The last few weeks, prior to last Sunday, uh, we started talking about the presence and the glory of God. We started talking about manifesting God's glory. And uh, I just want to quickly review a few th- points that we have uh, covered and then uh, just take this a little further. And today we will be talking about manifesting God's glory in life and ministry. We're going to cover a few things from scripture and then we're going to take some time to pray here and, and ask the Lord uh, to manifest his glory right here. You know, we began uh, a few Sundays ago to talk about the presence of God and the glory of God. And we try to give a definition 
to these terms that we see used in the Bible. The presence of God and the glory of God. God is omnipresent. He is seated on his throne, but his presence is felt throughout time and space, through all of creation. There is no place that you and I can go where his presence is not felt, although he is seated on his throne. So the presence of God, we said, is the very person of God being dispensed throughout time and space. So that no matter where you and I go in creation, we encounter God. He is omnipresent. He's there always, throughout every part of creation. And we said there are different degrees of the presence of God. In general, the omnipresence of God, you know, nobody falls down and repents because of the omnipresence of God. But there are those times and when we encounter greater intensities of the presence of God, where we recognize God is in this place. I can feel His presence. I can I become aware of His presence. And then it, it brings about a change in our lives. Something happens for, to us at those moments when we recognize, that we call it the recognizable or tangible presence of God. Then we talked about the glory of God. What is the glory of God? It is the same as the presence of God, a dispensing of the very person of God, who God is, the very substance of God being dispensed throughout all creation, but with one difference. The glory of God is the presence of God, the person of God being made visible to us. So when you can see, when you recognize in your senses the very presence of God, that we call as the glory of God. That means the person of God has now become visible, tangible, In our realm of time and space. And and we say that's the glory. In the Old Testament they saw the glory of God like a cloud or like a pillar. And there were so many other visible manifestations of the very person of God in our realm. And they refer to it as the glory of God. So when you talk about the glory of God. When the Bible talks about the glory of God. It's talking to us about a visible expression of the very person of God in our realm. And then the last message in the series we discovered from scripture that all of us as believers who have been born as believers, we are born of God, we have now become carriers of what the Bible, or what we refer to as sonship glory. That means the glory that God has endowed those who are born of Him. The very substance of His person which is now in those who are born of Him. So we saw in John chapter 1 and verse 14, talking about Jesus, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. So when Jesus walked the earth, he walked in glory, which we refer to as sonship glory, as of the only begotten of the Father. The interesting thing is this in John 17, 22, and I'm just reviewing now. Jesus said, the glory which you have given me, I have given them. The glory which you have given me, he's praying to the Father. The glory which you have given me, I have given them. So say this with me. The Lord Jesus has given me the glory with which he walked on the earth. All right. Just in case you don't believe it yet, let's say it again. (laughs) The Lord Jesus has given me the glory with which he walked on the earth. It's in the Bible. John 17, 22. 
says, Father, the glory which you have given me, I have given them. The sonship glory as of the only begotten of the Father. That glory, the very person of God, the very substance of God, has been given to you and me as believers who are born of God. That means you and I are carriers of the glory of God. So say this with me. I'm a carrier of the glory of God. I'm a carrier of sonship glory. See, we are learning about this and we're kind of digging into this and saying, okay, God, I want to get the revelation of it. I want to understand this and then help me walk in it. Help me live it out. So you and I are carriers of the sonship glory. It's part of us. We are displayers and dispensers of this glory. I think it's very reasonable to say, if we have the same glory that Jesus had, then we will manifest the glory of God the same way that Jesus did. Is that a reasonable assumption? I think it is. If he gave us the same glory that he walked in, then that glory that was manifested through him will also manifest through you and me the same way it was manifested through him. Amen? So how was that glory manifest? And that's what we want to talk about today. Manifesting, displaying, and dispensing that sonship glory that you and I are carrying. How do we put that on display so that others can see the glory of God? Because the glory of God is something that's visible, that's, uh, that's rec- that, that people can recognize and see. That's the glory. So how do we manifest the glory of God? I want to talk about that uh, a little bit this morning. What do we see in Jesus? John 1.14. We beheld his glory. That means we saw it. We beheld his glory. As of the only begotten of the Father. How did we see it? Full of grace and truth. So how do people recognize sonship glory? How How do they see the glory of God revealed in the person of Christ? They saw someone full of grace, full of truth. So how, is, how are people going to see the glory of God manifested or revealed in your life and mine? By seeing you and me full of grace, full of truth. So when you and I display God's grace, display the truth, people are going to see God's you with me? Let me put God's grace and truth on display. And this glory is something we can dispense or make available to others. We see this in Jesus in John 1, 16 and 17. It says, and of his fullness have we all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So saying, look, no, what was in him? We received. Grace and grace, abundance of grace. The grace that was in him was now dispensed to those around him. And the same thing can happen through you and me. The grace God's given us, we dispense to those around us. People can receive off of that. Amen? So you're a carrier and you're a dispenser of the grace of God. You're a displayer of grace and truth. What is grace? When you talk about displaying the grace of God, what are we talking about? We're talking about displaying The beauty and the excellence of the Lord. Grace. Displaying the greatness, the beauty, the excellence of our God. 
displaying the virtues of our God. There are many ways this can be done. I just want to mention a couple here. In Psalm 90, verses 16 and 17, the psalmist prayers. He says, Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. So God, we want your work, your glory to be made visible so that people can see it. And then he says, next verse, Psalm 90, verse 17. Let the beauty of the Lord our God, let the excellence of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. The word establish there in the Hebrew literally means to make, to stand tall, erect and strong. To cause something to rise up with strength. So the psalmist is saying, God, let your beauty, let your excellence be seen upon the works of our hands. So what I do, what I do with my hands Let the beauty of the Lord, let the excellence of the Lord be seen on this so that your glory may be made visible to everybody. So how do we put God on display? How do we display the grace of God? One, to the works of our hands. That when God's beauty and God's greatness, when when the excellence of God is seen upon the works we do, upon what we do. Amen? Are you with me so far? So... Whatever you do, you may be a software developer, writing code, building systems. You may be a doctor, you may be a teacher, you may be whatever. You know, that's an opportunity to manifest the glory of God. By causing His grace, His beauty, His excellence to be seen through the works of our hands. Amen? So the psalmist is praying, God, let your work... Let your glory be seen through the works of our hands. Amen. So when you and I go to work, when we do what we do, say, God, just cause your creativity, cause your wisdom, cause your understanding, cause your beauty, cause your excellence, and whatever aspect of the, of the grace of God that you desire, say, God, let that be seen upon my works. Because that will cause the glory of God to be revealed to those around me. Amen? Another way this applies in our lives is in Isaiah 35 verses 1 and 2. Isaiah writes, he says, The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord. The excellency of our God. Now what are you saying here? He's saying when the wilderness, the wasteland, the desert is so transformed that it begins to blossom and rejoice. He says the glory and the excellence of God will be seen. So when you and I step into situations, places, circumstances that are barren, hopeless, given up, forsaken, like wastelands, like uh, wilderness. And you and I step into it and say, God, I want this to be changed because I'm a carrier of the glory of God. And I know how the glory of God will be revealed when the 
desert, when the wasteland, when the wilderness is so transformed, it begins to blossom. It begins to become a place of rejoicing and great joy. Then the glory of God is made visible. So you and I must be people who will step into such situations. Don't run away from those wildernesses and wastelands. Get in there because it's an opportunity to put God on display. It's an opportunity to say, God, you can transform this through me because I'm a carrier of the glory of God. When the glory of God comes into a situation like this, it will cause the desert to blossom and rejoice like the rose. Amen? And when that happens, it says the glory of God, the excellence of God will be made visible. People will see the glory of the Lord. Are you with me so far? Amen? So in real life, in everyday life, this is how we put God on display. This is how we display the grace of God, His virtues, His, who God is, His greatness, His, whether it's the creativity of God, whether it's the, you know, the kindness of God, the goodness of God. That's all encompassed in that word grace. And, and when you and I step in and bring changes like this, we are letting the beauty of our God, the excellence of our God, the glory of God be put on display. People can see that and say, hmm. That has to be God. So grace and truth. So we display His glory by being bearers of truth, of righteousness, of integrity. In everyday life, in the circumstances that you get in, where there is compromise, where there is injustice, where there is unrighteousness, where there is deception, or, uh, and all those kinds of things going on, you be a bearer of truth, a bearer of righteousness in that situation. And you are putting God on display. You're letting his glory be, made, be visible in that situation. So how did the people see the glory of God? We beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The second way that we see the glory of God being manifested through Jesus is in John chapter 2 verse 11. It says, this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. This beginning of signs, miracles. So the miracles, the signs were a way that Jesus manifested his glory. And that same glory will manifest in the same way through you and me today. So say this with me. Miracles happen through me because the glory of God is in me. Say we need to believe that, right? We need to believe that. Slowly it will sink in. Oh, I have sonship glory. I'm a carrier of sonship glory. The same glory that was in Jesus is in me. And if that's how it was manifested through Jesus, then it's quite obvious that's how it's going to manifest through me. And the glory was manifested through miracles. So if it's going to manifest through me, it's also going to cause miracles to take place through my life. Through your life because you as a believer are a carrier of sonship glory so everywhere you step in there's the possibility of a miracle because the glory of god is in you because you are a carrier of sonship glory because you are a displayer and you are a dispenser of sonship glory so every situation that you step into there is a possibility of a miracle Of something supernatural taking place. Amen? Don't seem very convinced. (laughs) Say this with me. I'm a carrier 
of sonship glory. Miracles happen through me. His glory is manifested through miracles through my life. Amen. Now the Lord Jesus did all kinds of miracles. He turned water to wine. He multiplied food. He even caused a gold coin money to appear in the mouth of a fish. It wasn't illegal. <laughs> it was in the mouth of the fish. He caused these things to happen. He healed the sick. He cast out devils. And like we said earlier, he dominated circumstances, situations. In one case, there was an angry mob that took him out after his sermon. Thank God it doesn't happen these days, but <laughs> at least in the city. <laughs> but after he preached, there was a mob of people. They took him to the edge of the cliff and they were going to throw him down. And the Bible says he just turned around and he walked right through them. I mean, try to imagine this. An angry mob. That means, you know, at least 50 people. They're all taking him to the edge of the cliff. And he just turns around and he walks to them. I mean, you mean to say all of a sudden they were just calm and they just let him through? But it happens. The glory of God. The glory of God. The same glory that you and I carry. Amen? So you and I are carriers of the glory of God. And every situation you step into, we step into, there is the potential for something supernatural to happen. So we need to start thinking in terms of the supernatural. We need to start thinking, not just in the natural, which we are so accustomed to do, and not just thinking in terms of, of the, the logic, the analysis, and the reasoning, which we are so in a used to doing, but in every situation, think in terms of a miracle. Think in terms of the supernatural, because you are a carrier of the glory of God. Amen? I remember this was quite some time ago, and I think... Some of you heard this story. Uh, I forget the, forget the year, but maybe 2009, I think. I forget the exact year. But I remember when I was, that was the time I was running, still running the software business. And I, I forget the exact year, it must have been 2009, 2010. Uh, things were really bad. And it was a month of January. And, uh, and that month, I had no money to pay all our staff. And you know, when you are a business owner, you're running the business, you are accountable at the end of the month to pay your staff. You've got to pay yourself, pay their salaries. And uh, I remember uh, preaching here on Sunday, and then Monday morning I was driving, you know, driving to work. And I was I'm at so much pressure. God, when the end of January comes, I need to pay, you know, I, I forget the exact number of staff we had, uh, maybe 15 or 20 people uh, in, the, in the software company. And God, I need to pay all their salaries and I don't have, there's no money in the bank. And I was driving. Now, I was on, right on top of Hebal Flyover. So I was driving from Jakur to Artinagar. It's a little closer to God. <laughs> right on top of Hebal Flyover. <laughs> and suddenly, a word came into my spirit. The God who put a coin in the mouth of a fish can put money into your bank account. That's not an illegal thought. It's a biblical thought. <laughs> Matthew chapter 17. <laughs> you know, when Jesus had to pay his taxes, and they all came to him, and he you know, said, they came to Jesus and said, don't you, doesn't your master pay taxes? He said, Peter, go to the sea, 
throw in a rod, the first fish you catch will have a coin in its mouth. So, suddenly it just came. God who put a coin in the mouth of a fish can put money in my bank account. And right there on top of Hebal Flyover, and I'm not saying you have to go to Hebal Flyover to do it, but this was the moment it happened. Right there on Hebal Flyover, I spoke. Now, I was alone in the car. <laughs> I said, I declared, I said, the God who put money in the mouth of a fish will put money into the bank account. And I was talking, referring to the company's bank account. I declared that a few times. And then I praised God. I said, God, I thank you that you'll do this, Lord. So I went to the office that day. And later in the afternoon, I was uh, checking my email. And I received an e- email from one of our customers that we had worked for like two years before. So we had you know, not communicated on business two years since. And I get this email. And it was him writing to me saying, you know, I says, we worked on a project two years back. And, you know, uh, Things didn't work out, but I know your company went through a huge loss. But I feel I should pay for that. Now, most people don't do these kinds of things. How much was it? So, I went and I you know, had to pull out all the, the records of that project. And I did the math. And I just sent him an estimate. I said, you know, I think, uh, and based on what my calculation, we should have at least made $80,000 but I know everybody's going through difficult times. So if you can just give 50% of that, I'll be happy. And by the end of that week, $40,000 was in the bank account. And that's God. For no effort, but just sending a reply to an email. Now, God can do these kinds of things. He can cause miracles to take place. He can cause unusual things to take place in your life and mine. Amen? Do you think God can do money miracles today? Or he's like, money is dirty. Don't ask for anything else. Don't ask me for money. (laughs) And I believe God can do money miracles. I mean, he multiplied the jar of oil of a widow woman and canceled all her debts. So, So if he wants to multiply anything in your life and mine, maybe multiply soap so you can sell all the soap. (laughs) Or, Or just God, just multiply the money. It's straight away, you know. He can do anything to cause your needs to be met. To cause provision to come. He can do anything. Amen? He can cause miracles, healing miracles to take place. He can cause organs to be formed in our bodies. He can cause bones to be formed or, 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 or straightened or whatever. There is nothing impossible for the glory of God. And that glory, you and I are a carrier of. Amen? So now, how, what do we need to do to cause that glory to manifest the supernatural miracle? I just want to run through a few things here. Um, uh, not necessarily explain all of that, but just give, give us an understanding here. We manifest His glory by releasing the word of the Lord. That means you declare on earth. Like I said, when, I was, when that word came into my spirit right there upon, on, on Hebal Flyover, sitting in my car, I declared... I said with my mouth, I shouted, but nobody else was in the car, so it's okay. I shouted, the God who put money in the mouth of a fish will put money into my bank account. I declared, I said something. And you see Jesus doing that all the time. He spoke to the winds and the waves. He said, take the water, draw it out and give it. He said, Peter, go catch the fish. Open its mouth. He said, he spoke. So we need to understand that when we speak words, 
they can cause the glory of God to be manifest. And God himself is a God who creates through his speaking. Right? We know that from Genesis, from the very first chapter. When God wanted to create things, he sa- it says, the Bible tells us, And God said, God spoke, he released words. Now, now his glory is in us. So he calls us to speak the way he speaks. Speak words. In Psalm 29, it says, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. So the voice of God, the God of glory, he thunders. He releases his voice. And that voice affects creation. It affects the natural realm. So when you and I give voice to the glory of God in us, release that with your voice. The natural realm will respond. Another way we manifest the glory of God is by releasing the power of God. That means you and I, we, we intentionally release the power of God. So when Jesus, when he ministered to people, he laid hands on them. And the Bible says power went out of him and healed them. So you believe. When you lay hands on people, there's power going out of you. The glory of God goes out of you. The Bible pictures it in different ways. about Like the lightnings of God, the fire of God, or the river of God. So all of these things flow out of you, however you want to picture it. The lightning is a, is a high voltage, high intensity power being released. So when you lay hands on people, you're expecting a lightning bolt to go out of you. The power of God to go out of you. A surge of the power of God to go out of you like it did through Jesus. Or the river of God. However you want to picture it, it's okay. The Bible has many different pictures for us. But you expect the power of God to go through you. Another way we manifest the power of God is through praise and worship. So throughout scripture, and I'm not explaining all of this, but throughout scripture, we see that when people engage in praise and worship, God's glory is manifested. So when you and I praise and worship, we should expect manifestations of the glory of God. And we're not talking about just singing a few songs. Okay, now it's time for the preacher to come on. But we're saying, I'm connecting with God and I want to see his glory manifested. Manifesting his glory through the release of angels. We see throughout scripture, especially in the book of Ezekiel, that angels, the cherubims, are carriers of the glory. Wherever they move, the glory of God moves. Cherubims are, a kind of, are one type of angels. They are, they're ministering angels. They're working angels. You have seraphims who are worshiping angels, and you have cherubims who are working angels. They do the job. And wherever they go, the glory of God goes. And the New Testament says in Hebrews chapter 1 that... God has assigned angels to minister to us who are the heirs of salvation. That means there are angels sent to do work for you and me. To minister to us. So we should ask God, let your angels come. Ask the Lord. He's the one who sends them. God, send your angels. Let them cause your glory to be manifest. And there's nothing wrong because he's assigned angels to minister to those who are the heirs of salvation. God, let the angels come into the situation. Let the angels go forth and open up doors. Let the angels cause things to happen. So sometimes when I pray for people, I pray and ask God, God, send your angels into their situation, their circumstances, causing the glory of God to be manifested. So pray that way. And lastly, we manifest His glory through faith. You must have faith. Jesus said, John eleven forty, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. You have faith. You believe. Believe that you will see the glory of God. So these are some of the different ways that you and I cause His glory to be manifested and cause supernatural things to happen.
Did you learn something this morning? You are a carrier of the glory of God. And God wants his glory to be displayed. In everyday life, in your work life, the things you do, situations you step in, and also through his supernatural being released through your life. Every one of us can see, can our carriers of the glory, our displayers of the glory, our dispensers of the glory of God. Let's stand to our feet, please. We heard the word this morning, and I just want us to take a few minutes to act on it. Let's call our worship team up. And you know, we're going to pray for one another. We're going to take a few minutes just to do that right where you are, so it won't be too long. And uh, we're going to ask God, Lord, I'm a carrier of sonship glory, and I want that to be displayed through me. I want that to be released through me. And I want you to have faith. doesn't matter who you are. You say, look, I'm a new believer. That's okay. You're still a carrier of the glory of God because you're born of God. Or you may have been a believer for a long time. That's good. But it's time you stepped out and said, let the glory of God be released through my life. Let it do some good to somebody around me. So we're going to pray with one another, pray for one another. Believing God to do things. And when you pray, pray like Jesus would pray for that person. Or minister to that person the way Jesus would do it. He would come into that situation and expect a demonstration of God's glory for miracles, signs, wonders to take place in that situation. Do it that way with the supernatural in mind. So we're going to pray for people if you're, who may be in various situations. Maybe there are people here who need healing in their bodies. Uh, it could be any kind of ailment and you need healing. And, and we're going to pray for one another. It may be people who need uh, turn around or situations in their lives. A wasteland, a wilderness that needs to be so transformed that it can rejoice and blossom like the rose. And, and you know, there may be one situation or more in your life. And you say, God, I want to see that transformation of that situation. A turnaround of that situation. There could be people who need a financial miracle. Now, maybe there's something, a need in an area. Maybe it's personal or it's in your business, in your workplace. And you need to turn around and you need to see multiplication of finances. And we'll pray for that. Ask God's glory to be manifested. But I'm going to ask us to pray with each other. That means I want you to step out in faith and pray for those around you. Are you okay with doing that? Yes? So we must not just be hearers of the word. We must be. Do something with it. Step out and pray for somebody. Amen? Ask God's glory to be manifested through you. So, if you, would if you would like somebody to pray with you, then just you raise, if you don't mind, please raise your hand. So we'll have people come and pray with you. Just raise your hand, right, wherever you are. For whatever need you would like people to pray with you, just raise your hand. I'm going to ask people around you to come and pray with you, okay? So I'm not going to ask you to come up front, but I'm just going to ask people around you to pray with you. Just raise your hand. Okay, give your hand up. And of the others around, just turn around and see if somebody has a hand up and go to them, all right? And just go to them and just say, hey, what can I pray with you for? Don't do a long interview with 10 questions. Simple question. What can I pray with you for? That's all. Just find out what the need is. They might say, you know, for healing, a turnaround situation. Come on. Put your hand up. I want to make sure that every person with a hand up is covered. Please put your hand up. Others, you have permission to get out of your place right now and go to people who have their hands up. I see people up in the balcony. I see people up here. Please move around. Just go to them. Just ask them a simple question. What can I pray for? with you for and uh, just a simple thing and just get ready to pray don't start praying yet but just get ready to pray understand what their need is all right uh, just ask them a simple question 
I want to make sure everyone is pray, uh, covered. Uh, so in case you have a need, but nobody's come to you yet, just put your hand up. We'll make sure everybody is covered. All right? Good. So we're going to pray. And uh, I want you just to pray. The need that they have shared, pray into that need. Pray specifically for that. And do what we heard today. That means you speak words, commanding that need to be met. Or you speak to their body, commanding their body to be healed. Or you speak over their circumstance, commanding it to change. Command the wilderness to blossom. Right? Commanding it to change. Do what Jesus would do. Speak the way Jesus would speak if he were to step into their situation. All right? Go ahead and do that right now as you pray for them. Father, in this place this morning, the glory that you've put in each one of us as believers, as sons and daughters of God, we are asking for that glory to be manifested in this place. And even those who may not have put their hands up, just being a sh- shy or uh, inhibited, Father, touch them even, God. Touch them also right where they are. I pray for a release of healings, of miracles in this place. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, the Spirit of glory, cause the glory of God to be manifested, O Lord, we pray. Cause the glory of God to be manifested in this place. Go ahead and pray. Father, we just pray that right now there'll be healings, there'll be miracles in this place. Bones be healed, hip problems be healed, problem the knees be healed in Jesus' name. For those who feel like they're choked up or clogged up in their spirit, I command that just to open up in Jesus' name so that that sense of being bottled up inside will, will be gone and there will be a sense of freedom coming into your spirit in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for financial miracles, God. Let angels come bringing your glory, causing your glory to be manifested, causing financial miracles to take place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you. We're going to sing that song, You Are Great, You the Miracles So Great. And as we sing that song, if there are people here and, and you experience something right now as you are being prayed for, maybe you experience a healing, you experience something, I want you to check, I want you to take this moment to just thank the Lord, check your body. And after that, we sing this song as we worship and we sing it. After that, I'm going to ask for a show of hands for people who experience something here, right here, right now, as you are praying for uh, that, that you've, you know, maybe you've healed, you received a healing or received a sense of release in your body, your mind. We're going to ask for a show of hands. But let's just worship God now for a few minutes by singing that song, You're Great, Your Miracles Are Great. You are great, you do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. And you are great. You do miracles so great. 
So, Father, right now, we thank you, not only for your word, but for the work of your spirit, that every prayer that's prayed, God, and every person being ministered to here this morning will see the glory of God. They will see the work of healing. They will see the miracle taking place. And they will know that it is the Lord's doing. It's his glory manifested in their lives thank you father God we pray you will make us a people who are supernatural who who know that every situation we step into the miracle of God can take place because we are carriers of the glory thank you Lord thank you let's close The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, you are a carrier, a displayer, a dispenser of the glory of God. Go out and do it. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. See you again. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website, apcwo.org, for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.